Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is Pastor Calvin Corbett. So glad that you're joining me. Brand new week, brand new opportunity to see God do amazing things in our lives. And maybe today you are feeling overwhelmed and feeling like you need some rest, right? You know, God designed our bodies to rest. And so today and tomorrow, I'm going to talk about the importance of rest. You know, back in the 1990s, in the early 1990s, scientists started peering into a cell and they saw something that was amazing. They observed that a cell was destroying its very own proteins, the very organ-like particles called organelles. And they were building these things and they were destroying them. This process is called autophagy. It is the self-eating. It is the process of really survival, but it kind of seems strange that it does this, right? Uh, that our own cells would start eating each other. Well, the winner of the prize for this, the Nobel Prize in 2016, a guy by the name of uh, Mr. Ashua, he described this process in a very much detailed way. You see, when he watched his cells wrap around the entire proteins or the organelles of the protective membrane, and then it would shred them to pieces with enzymes. He says it was the equivalent of watching a wrecking ball taking down a skyscraper, reducing a majestic work of architect into a pile of bricks. Well, why does the cell do that? Why would a cell demolish something that it had worked so very hard to build? Well, they discovered that what is happening is it's not really a self-cannibalization. It's really the cell pruning itself. It is a cell that is breaking down pieces of itself that are not going to last long anyway, and they're going to be reshapened. They're going to be used again. Uh, They're going to be recycling uh, to give them a new opportunity to flourish. Well, researchers around the world have found evidence that this process occurs in every tissue of the human body. Those old proteins are turned into new ones, bacteria is destroyed, and the nutrients built up are redirected, and they're used in more critical processes. Over and over again, our body's cells, they sing the same song, over and over again in slightly different keys. Sacrifice and destruction let the body build something better. Did you know that's what happens to us when we rest? Our bodies are rebuilding to make something better. I'm going to be looking today at Matthew chapter 11, and I want to pick it up at verse 25, and we have Jesus giving a prayer. Now, we know the model prayer that Jesus gave, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. A great prayer, model prayer. Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. But when we get to Matthew chapter 11, we see that Jesus is actually giving a prayer. And here is the prayer. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever, and 
for revealing them to the childlike. Now, notice what Jesus does in this prayer. He's saying that those who think they are wise in and of themselves, those who think they're clever, uh, those who think they're super intelligent, oftentimes they will miss the hidden things that God reveals to them. Because God reveals his will to those who have childlike faith. And Jesus goes on to say that that pleased God to do it that way. He says, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father, and no one truly knows the father except the son, and those to whom the son chooses to reveal to him. So Jesus concludes his prayer. Then he says to his disciples, come to me, all of you who are weary and who are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and and learn of me. Let me teach you, because I am humble and I am gentle, and you will find rest, rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. It's easy to bear. And my burden is light. Don't you love that? That encouragement that Jesus gives to the disciples? Well, I've discovered that when we need some rest, our Savior gives us a wonderful way of resting. And so we're going to spell out the word rest today and tomorrow. But as I was looking at this particular statement that Jesus gave to come to him, everybody who's weary, everybody who's carrying a burden, and they'll get rest. I discovered that people want to be lightly governed by strength. As a matter of fact, the Wall Street Journal, this was many years ago, I can't even remember how long ago, it was over a decade ago, I read about people who like to be lightly governed, but yet they want to be governed by strong governments. I mean, that's what we want ever since we were a small child. You know, we want a dad to be big and strong, to be able to do anything you can think of, except that when he dealt with you, right? When he dealt with me when I was misbehaving, I wanted him to be gentle. I wanted him to be tender. Don't you want the same thing in our police force? I mean, we want policemen on the corner tough enough to handle any neighborhood bully but who would also hoist you up on his shoulder to help you find your parents if you lost them in a crowd. You see, we want lots of muscle, but we want lots of restraint. There's an intimate yearning in almost all of us for that very rare combination. You see, when evil people rise up, we want a government that has the clout to knock them down. Yet we never want that clout turned on us. In the final analysis, people want to be lightly governed by strong governments because that's how God governs. The omnipotent ruler of the universe is also the one who invites us tenderly to come unto me. All who are weary, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and I'm humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Well, let's learn from this word rest. You know, we all need rest from time to time. In 2013, the New York Daily News reported that many surgeons could reduce the amount of orthopedic surgeries done if they would allow their athletes time to rest. They saw there's a serious spike in knee injuries, for example, in teenage athletes. Uh, They were calling it actually an epidemic. What was happening is that these kids that were involved in sports, they were experiencing injuries that they hadn't even heard of a decade or so ago. And these injuries were increasing exponentially. Why were they increasing? Uh, Shoulder injuries, elbow injuries, knee injuries. What was causing this epidemic? That need for reconstructive joint surgeries. Well, the article put the blame on one factor, the lack of rest. In other words, the current emphasis of playing one sport all year long leaves no time for your muscles and your joints to recover, and as a result, they will experience trauma. It happens when we practice daily, never giving our bodies a chance to rest. But you know, this epidemic, it isn't unique to young athletes. Uh, It's also found in major league sports. For example, in 2013, 19 major league baseball pitchers had Tommy John surgery, which is a reconstructive surgery of a ligament in the elbow. In the first six weeks of the 2014 season, 18 more pro pitchers had been slated for the same surgery. In 2021, 32 major league baseball players had the surgery. Again, the doctors are pointing to the overuse and no time off in the formative teen years as the main reason for the spike in Tommy John surgeries. You see, our bodies need rest. We need rest emotionally. We need rest spiritually. We need rest physically. Now, when I was younger, I didn't see the need for rest. I used to burn the candle at both ends. But I'm learning as I'm getting older that my body needs time of rest. You know, you can only go so long without getting sleep. As a matter of fact, sometimes people are like, well, I go days without sleeping. I want to tell you something. That's a bold-faced lie. You can't go days and days without sleep. You're just going to crash. You're going to fall asleep. You will fall asleep. You see, when we think about rest, the Bible here is very clear. Jesus says, yoke up with me, and I will give you rest. Well, let's talk about what Jesus is meaning when he talks about rest. Now, the key to understanding this concept of rest is realizing that Jesus is our Sabbath rest. In the Hebrew word, the the word sabbat means to rest or to stop or to cease from work. Now, the origin of the word Sabbath goes way back to creation. After creating the heavens and the earth, in six days, God rested on the seventh day from all of his work that he had made. Now, this doesn't mean that God was tired and and he needed a rest. Uh, We know that God is omnipotent. Literally, God is all-powerful. His power was not diminished when he created the heavens and the earth and all that is therein. No, he had just as much power after creation as he did before creation because God is omnipotent. 
And you say, well, why did he take that seventh day to rest? I believe he did it to give us an example to us that we need times of rest. God created us in such a way that we can work six days, and then we've got to have that seventh day as a day of rest. So maybe you're listening to me today, and you say, man, I am worn out. I am worn down. Well, I hope this message will be an encouragement to you as we spell out the word rest. Letter R stands for the fact that we need to restore, we need to recreate, we need to redo. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary, all who are worn down. Now, this particular word weary is referring to those who are physically worn out. You know, you can only go so much physically, and then your body is going to stop, right? So if you don't get the rest that you need physically, your body will make you rest. Your body will stop through injury or through other ways of just creating this opportunity for you to stop. Many years ago, I was watching Monday Night Football, and the game was between the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants. And I can't remember which announcer it was, but one of the announcers observed that Walter Payton, the Bears Hall of Fame running back, had accumulated over nine miles in total career rushing yardage. And there was another commentator that responded to that incredible stat by saying, yeah, and that's with somebody knocking him down every 4.6 yards. So if you want to go to the distance, when life knocks you down, you got to get back up. Don't give up. Take that time of rest, but don't quit. Uh, We are designed to have times of rest. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary. He doesn't say, come to me and quit. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. You see, we need this time of being restored. God rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had made. If an all-powerful God needs to take some time of rest and sees the significance of resting, so should we. Resting is times of restoring our minds and our bodies and our spirits. I remember one time I was working on an old clunker that I had, and it was an old uh, Ford Taurus. And I can't remember the year of the car. It's probably a, a late 80s or early 90s model. And I was having trouble with the car. And it was back in those days when I didn't have a whole lot of money, right? And the thing needed a water pump. And it was leaking like a sieve. Well, I said, you know, I'm a highly educated person. I think I can handle this. And so I pulled the old Ford Taurus sedan into my garage and drove it up on the ramps, crawled under there. Well, I was able to get the old water pump off without too much trouble. Uh, and so then I, uh, I went and I got the new water pump, and that's where the trouble began. <laughs> I could not get that thing to go back in there. I got the old one out and uh, busted up my knuckles a few times, but I couldn't get the new one in there. I worked on that thing and worked on that thing and twisted it and it turned it in every way I could think. I got up the top of the engine. I worked it from the bottom. I worked it from the side. I was getting extremely frustrated. And finally, about midnight, my wife says, why don't you just go to bed, honey, and work on this crazy thing in the morning? He said, maybe you can have somebody come over and help you out. Well, I, I did. I said, you know what? I-, I about lost my salvation and my testimony and everything else because of this stupid water pump. I guess the best thing for me to do is just to go to bed. And you know what? I did. I went to bed 
I slept like a baby. And as I was sleeping, uh, somehow, I must have been thinking about that water pump in my sleep, because when I woke up the next morning, I figured out what I needed to do. I had to move another part so I could get up there in a better angle. And uh, when I moved that other part, that water pump went right into place. I was able to get the new water pump on there in about 30 minutes. Why could I not do it when I was exhausted? Because I had to have my mind be restored. I had to recreate that scenario, but my mind was worn down. I was physically frazzled. I was emotionally frazzled, and my brain was fried. And so the best thing for me to do was get that time of rest. That's exactly what Jesus is telling us to do here. Sometimes the best thing that you can do, sometimes the most spiritual thing that you can do is take a good old-fashioned nap. You know, I love on Sunday afternoons, I come home and, and uh, have a good meal or go to a restaurant and have a good meal. And then I go home and, and sit on the couch and uh, it doesn't take me very long. Uh, I might put on something on TV, maybe watch a ball game or something. And, you know, and, and with about 15 minutes, I'll crash and I'll take about a 20 minute nap. And it feels like I slept for eight hours. My wife is so jealous of me because I tell her I have the gift of a nap. I could lay out on the floor right now and sleep for about 15 minutes, and it makes it feel like I slept for eight hours. So Jesus says, listen, come to me. Are you weary? Are you physically worn down? I will give you rest. So we need rest because it's times that we are restored as we are resting. Letter E, we need rest for encouragement. Matthew eleven twenty eight. We're continuing on what Jesus tells his disciples. Come to me, all you who are weary. Come to me, all you who are carrying heavy loads. Now, that weary is talking about that physically drained person. The one who is carrying a heavy load is talking more about those who are emotionally or spiritually burdened. It's that type of burden that you feel, but you can't see it. You ever feel stressed out and you feel like the weight of the world is upon you? Well, that's what it feels like. Uh, It's not like the globe is sitting on top of you, but you feel like you are exhausted. You feel like you are filled with anxiety and you're stressed out. When I think about this weary and carrying heavy loads, I think that Paul, when he was writing Galatians chapter 6, had in mind what Jesus was telling his disciples. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not faint. Now, the central phrase in this verse is, We shall reap. We will grow weary. And as we get weary in doing good, we got to hang in there because if we hang in there, we shall reap in due season. Now, don't don't miss that phrase, in due season. And when we're doing well and doing good things, we will get weary, but don't let that weariness cause us to stop because we need to hang in there so that we shall reap. Now, here is that word weary. It means, hold on, harvest is coming. The wait may feel long, it may feel unbearable, but the harvest is coming. The grass may be greener on the other side of the fence, 
but the harvest is coming. The land may seem barren, the seed may seem powerless, and the weeds may seem unmovable, but harvest is coming. So we need times of rest, but not times of quitting. So don't be weary in well-doing. In due season, we shall reap if we do not faint. Now notice that phrase again, due season. It may not be that season for you to be harvesting. It may be that season for you to be resting. In that season of rest, something is happening beyond our wildest imaginations. Below the surface, God is doing great things. And seeds will grow at different rates. Just last night in my small group, we were talking about the fact that when we have a garden, and maybe you've had a garden before, and it's been a long time since I've had a garden. I'm not exactly Mr. Green Thumb, but I've noticed when I've planted a garden in the past, I would plant a row of, uh, say, green beans, right? And I would plant them all the same time. I would cultivate the soil the whole way on that row the same way. They would all get equal amount of fertilizer. They'd all get equal amount of my attention. They'd all get equal amounts of water. But I noticed that those seeds would sprout from the ground at different rates. Some would come up pretty quickly and was getting close to that time for them to really grow. Uh, Some might be 12 inches high. Uh, Some plants might be six inches high. Some may be just budding forth through the surface of the soil, and some may be still beneath the soil at different rates. So here we're reminded, in due season, we reap if we faint not. Don't quit. Rest. Get the encouragement that you need in that time of rest. The psalmist also had some insight into this matter of planting and sowing and reaping and harvesting. Psalm 126 verse 5 says, Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He that goes out weeping, bearing the seed of sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Do you remember that old song we used to sing? The old song, the old hymn, sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, Sowing in a noontime and a dewy day, waiting for the harvest and a time of reaping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Don't you love that old song of the faith? We shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. So we've learned so far that rest means that we have times to be restored. Come to Jesus, all who are weary. We need to have that Eve, times of encouragement. And uh, when we're carrying these heavy loads, we get encouraged by our Lord that we are yoked up with Him. Well, let's get to the letter S. Now, I put the word study. Now, I really wanted to put the word teach or learn, but I'm going along with the acrostic, so I use the word S for study. Jesus said, Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And I want to encourage you to join me tomorrow as we continue on our study on this subject of rest. But you can be studying Matthew chapter 11 in preparation for tomorrow's message. Now listen, as we close out the broadcast today, I want to spend some time praying for you. If there's a prayer request that you have, that I can help you with. Send me a text message 
at 252-267-2365. If you'd like to visit us at Hickory Ridge Community Church, we are at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South in Chesapeake, Virginia. We worship every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock or 1045. I had somebody just ask me the other day, well, which service is the better? I said they're both are the same service. The 1045 service is online. If you'd like to watch us online, you can go to hrcc7.org, our website, and click on Watch Online. We'd love to have you come worship with us. And listen, if this broadcast is a blessing to you, uh, maybe you'd consider making a small donation uh, to Hickory Ridge Community Church. Our church graciously pays for the airtime and the cost of producing this broadcast. If you'd like to send us a gift, we would love to receive that. Just before we sign off, I want to let you know about Hickory Ridge Academy. We have a school for six-week-old infants through K-5. And listen, we're always looking for good help, always hiring good people. If you are interested in the possibility of teaming up with us, if you love the Lord and you love kids, why don't you give me a call or better yet, call the church office at 421-7500, 757-421-7500. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to hear this broadcast again, you can have a free download at buzzsprout.com backslash 1890557, or you can listen on Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South in Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. We'd love for you to join us. For more information, go to hrcc7.org. And remember, no matter what you're going through, in Jesus Christ, there is always hope for your heart.